Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Football Social Daily. Premier League Updates. Hello and welcome to another edition of Football Social Daily. I'm your host, Marley Anderson, and today I'm joined in the studio of Stefan for the second game, second day running. Second day running, second day you're behind the desk. I'm yeah. loving the new setup. It's perfect. It's getting weird. Um, it's close to Christmas. Everyone's taking time off. People are doing things they shouldn't be doing. I'm just what? Who's doing what? I don't know what I'm doing, mate. I've just been sad today for less than two days. Phil's looking suspicious. We've also got Phil, who's concerned about consumer, the of Nylon Gym. Consummate <laughs> professional uh, Phil Hudson's here as well. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, okay, so let's start. We, we've got this weird midweek festive midweek fixture list going on. Um, it's all about Amazon, Amazon Prime Video. I don't know if any of you guys watched this stuff last night, um, but it's it's all changed. It's all new. Um, how did we see see it working last night? Because it seemed to go down quite well on social media. Yeah, I mean, the the feedback has been really positive, hasn't it? And the coverage was decent. Um, they've got Peter Drury, which is good. You can turn the always com- a winner. You can turn the commentary off though, as well, which gives you a little bit more flexibility. Yeah, I seen a lot of people going like proper buzzing for that. Oh, you can turn the commentary off. Fantastic! I was like. Is it- have people not got mute buttons on their remote controls? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently you can turn it off and just listen to the crowd. So if you want to hear someone... So that's not an invention from Amazon. Though, if you want to hear Fat Tony on the front row saying, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Slope, you are crap, that you can hear it at South Park. Yeah, because the mute button would just give you an authentic experience of going to like Old Trafford or something like that. It wouldn't give you, <laughs> wouldn't give you like a normal match day experience, would it? If you want to hear the crowd and stuff. But, Shots uh, no, fired early from Phil. I think it's been positive. I mean, it raises a lot of questions, doesn't it, about the future of... Football. I know Crystal Palace fans were very upset about the idea of basically being shafted, and all I'd say to Crystal Palace fans is try being Newcastle fans. Um, but they, they they had a banner up last night saying that you know basically pointing out that no, the kickoff times are there to suit the TV companies or the streaming companies or that's, the, that's been like that the for Christmas years, online gift companies and and whatever. And yeah. no one gives a shit about the fans. I agree with you, Steph. I, I think yeah. it has been like that for a long time. But obviously, it's very like Newcastle playing on a Thursday night in Sheffield this week. It is a bit sort of incongruent to how you normally expect midweek fixtures to go. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is strange, isn't it? Because it, you, you almost have the uh, thing of, are we in the Europa League playing Thursday night? What What is Thursday night football? I'm not used to it if it's not uh, Man United versus some partisan well, I'm glad, I'm glad it's Astana not or something like that. Exactly, yeah. I'm glad it's not England playing Liechtenstein or something, because that's what Thursday night football usually is. So <laughs> it's an improvement on that. It is. Um, but in terms of the coverage, did you... Did you enjoy it? Was it good? Was it was it as good as Sky? They had, they had pe- people like Alan Shearer was on, um, was doing the Manchester City game. I think Gabby Logan presented it. Nigel De Jong, um, who does quite a lot Nigel of work. Nigel De Jong? Yeah. He, d- he does quite a lot of work with um, being sports, with um, Keys and Grey, who horrible people. But, casted but De Jong is, is quite good. Yeah, I'm, I mean, they've, they've spent money on it, haven't they? So they're going to have a strong lineup of presenters. Um, you know, they've got Crouch, they've got Redknapp, they've got... Shearer, they've got Gary Yorath. Oh, sorry, Gabby Logan. Yeah. Um, just gone a bit old school on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've also yeah. got Owen and Shearer, but they said they're keeping them apart. Understandable for Michael <laughs> Owen's safety. But um, no, so it, it, it was really slick. It was really polished. I think, you know, Sky have, have made football take such a sort of quantum leap forward in terms of the quality of broadcast, certainly since Neville and Carragher went there. And even, you know, BT Sport coverage is really good. Football coverage now is uniformly pretty excellent, I think. Do you notice how bad an inexperienced pundit is? Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. You, you, I yeah. never really noticed that before, but like, um, oh, I can't, I can't remember who was doing it the other day um, for Sky. Right, well, come back to me. But it was, <laughs> it was, it was painfully clear how poor they were as a pundit compared to the likes of of Neville and, and occasionally And occasionally, yeah. you get like a guest on Talksport who is trying to provide some insight, and you're like, well, I mean, that, that Ashley could, Cole. Was it Ashley Cole? Ashley, Ashley Cole. There you Awful. Go. And, Sorry. And he, and he pinned off Cheryl Cole, so, you know. <laughs> bad egg all around in this. What, in what I will say about the Amazon thing, though, is um, I was in the snooker hall last night and um, I overheard at least two or three conversations of blokes sat around tables talking about Amazon Prime. And I reckon at least half of the country has subscribed to Prime this month, mm. uh, albeit for free, just, just to get the football. But that's what a business move. That is for Amazon, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it, I think, going back to the point before as well, the standard of punditry has increased. Like, five years ago, you, you would never hear conversations about how, how players, how teams are in transition. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and things like that. And, the the and tactical knowledge is much better, isn't it's it? A, there's a much more heightened tactical awareness of the game, and that filters through down to the written media as well. Um, but it does show up things like talk sport, has been somewhat uninformed at times when you when you're listening to it going well obviously that's nonsense that you're talking there mm. because of x y and z so i think it's given the average the average fan a more sophisticated understanding of the game in a lot of respects and you know it is it is it is better than listening if you if you watch an episode of like match of the day from 20 years ago like and, and obviously you and i molly will tune into that occasion because it's when we were good um <laughs> You sort of—it's the difference now. Are you it? watching reruns of nineteen ninety-five? No, mate, it's too painful. <laughs> too, I, we I know, we know how it ends. I interspersed, <laughs> I interspersed some of our like glory days between watching that and uh, Sun Until I Die on Netflix. Oh, right. <laughs> like a euphoric moment, but um, you know, the, the the difference in like analysis from then and now, obviously technology's improved and things like that, is just it, it's poles apart. Yes, yeah. and it largely the same personnel, really. My my biggest worry about um, Amazon getting involved and potentially Netflix of football type thing getting involved is it's going to be the death of Match of the Day and I love that theme tune. So I'll be sad not hearing <laughs> that theme tune anymore. That's my biggest worry. I think we've got a long way to go before that dies. Because 
we've all we all see goals before match of the day, but we also tune into match of the day, don't we? It's just it's like an I, institution. Though, I don't think I've watched I, match of the day for over a year. I, really, I, I couldn't tell us how much match of the day because because now on my phone. Mm. I have YouTube has it on after an hour. I have highlights packages on my Sky Go app after an hour. Right. So maybe, oh, well, after our, maybe after, I'm... Our, after the Man City game on uh, Saturday, yeah. I, I'd seen the goals, the whole highlights package by three o'clock. All oh, right, because it was twelve thirty kickoff on it. So yeah, it was yeah. Three o'clock half past I'd seen them. Why, why do I want to watch Man City? I've seen everything it has to offer. I reckon Lineker's agent has spotted that trend as well. Hence. Get on BT. Come on. That's <laughs> There's every chance. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the um, the actual games that were Amazon were showing. Um, Crystal Palace got a sneaky 1-0 win over Bournemouth. Uh, 10 men as well. Fifth? Yeah. Yeah, how's that uh, happened? The Twilight Zone. Crystal yesterday, they, they were 11th in the, in the table yeah. during this show yesterday. Yeah. That just shows you how tight it is. So but, tight. but, wow. Well, like, this is the daft thing. We're playing Sheffield United tomorrow night and everyone's raving about Sheffield United. We, if we win tomorrow night, we'll go ahead of them. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Got Newcastle at a minute of four points off 18th and four points off 6th. <laughs> so, we, I, I don't know what to make of the it, season. It I don't know where we are. It just shows that there's so many teams in the Premier League this season who are inconsistent. Yeah. It's it's, it's almost like, like there's, there's two, like two leagues going on pretty much. Well, Manchester, Man City, Liverpool, and then and possibly had Leicester at that. Yeah. And then the rest. And Chelsea everyone else, yeah. As well, I suppose. Maybe but, minus Watford. <laughs> If yeah, they don't but, put their but, ideas up. But the, but the rest, like, it's so much of a much. Our, this, interestingly for Newcastle, just to quickly segue, this week will define, like, Bruce in so many ways. If he has a good week in his next two games, mm. he's probably had a B-plus start. If he, if he doesn't take four points in the next two games, he's probably, like, D. Yeah. It, 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 it's Because it's just so tight. Yeah. And Sheffield United tomorrow, Southampton at home on Sunday, so... I haven't taken a really credible point from Man City on Saturday... We, we should be saying, don't get beat at Sheffield United, beat Southampton at home. We'll lose tomorrow night and we'll take a really insipid nil-nil draw at Southampton <laughs> on Saturday. And then you're like, oh, Christ, we're back to square one. Who okay. who um who scored for Palace last night? I didn't, I didn't see. Uh, Jeffrey Schlupp. Schlupp. Second goal in two games. Fantasy League legend. Mm. Right, fair play. But uh, Sacco got sent off after about half an hour. So they did the whole, pretty much an hour plus with uh, with 10 men. So it was a fantastic result. Grind that out at home. That's a that's an excellent uh, excellent result. Um, also last night we got off uh, we got Man City back on the winning trail. They hammered Burnley four um, one. See Rodri's goal. Yes. Oh, oh. Nice. If the net wasn't there, it'd still be travelling. Now I think he <laughs> he walloped it. He, so he said it, it quite quite clean. Shall yeah. I say? Oh, nice. They scored some great goals. Gabriel Jesus' uh, first goal was, was fantastic it's almost, as well. It's almost like they're a really, really good football team, isn't it? Mally, I feel they like are. it's the first time in weeks that we've called a result right. We both said yesterday we did. would win heavily. We did. And then we kind of looked at each other and thought, oh, we've cursed this now. It'll be like 1-0 or something. Yeah, I uh, I put it on uh, into the second half and I'd Burnley touched a ball about four times. It was crazy. It was just City attacking... And then when it gets headed out the box, it comes back to them. And it was Rodri, and he just starts another another attack, and it was wave after wave. It must be horrible to play against that. Yeah. Well, I, going to Burnley in December is horrible. Full stop. <laughs> I mean, it's bloody cold up there. Like, and well, we we go up there for work quite yeah. often. It is cold. In, well, interestingly enough, I was thinking of the the way sort of Burnley approached it, and they approach it like every team play Man City. They they pen themselves in, and they they hope for the best. Really, however. Obviously, I've watched Man City twice in a row now. Watched them against Newcastle on on uh, Saturday dinner time. 
and the difference was Burnley have no pace to get out. Like yeah. once they headed out the box, you know, when Chris I, Wood and Ashley Barnes are chasing it, they're, they're very gonna, slow to it. I was going to go a little bit sort of pundit transition sort of chat there, but <laughs> if you compare if you compare Burnley to Newcastle, yeah, you just hit the dump button there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you compare Burnley to Newcastle, um, Newcastle with Almiron and St Maximam yeah. can get up the pitch quick. And as you say, Burnley just have not got that. They have not got legs in midfield or legs up front at all. Yeah. And that, that, that's going to be... Because Burn, Burnley were doing the same thing as Newcastle did at the weekend. They were heading it out the box, they were defending in numbers, but then just but there's, but there's no, once there's no that happened... They get the ball up the pitch. Exactly. You're, you're cattled. Because yeah. at some point they'll score. So yeah. You were saying yesterday it might be interesting to see how Woods and Barnes get on against the City defence. Yeah. What, was that not really in contention? No, night? no, because for them to get involved in the game, Burnley need to have the ball for long enough to aim a long ball up to them. But if they they were on the edge of their box as well, defending, like they were halfway inside Man City's half defending. So when it got booted clear, they weren't in a position to affect the game. And I felt a bit sorry for Burnley, but at the same time, I didn't because relegation rival. No yeah, sympathy. exactly. It doesn't really as as a neutral. I'm glad that Man City won convincingly last night because I do want them to do well over Christmas and Liverpool to do poorly over Christmas just to make it <laughs> just to really make it tight. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Definitely. Oh well. I can't see Liverpool dropping. I think if Man City win every game between now and the rest of the season, I still think Liverpool will win the league. I can't see Liverpool dropping that many points. Is it finally their year? They've been telling us for 20 years it's their year, haven't they? Are we, oh. We're starting to face the music now, I, I think. I don't, I don't think I can listen to it, though, because he'll talk about it all year. Well, Steve's going to be on the podcast, yeah. um, and he's going to be very chipper when they, when they <laughs> finally do win the league. So, Yeah, be, that'll be, the, that'll be the, the unsubscribed day for everyone, I think. But uh, <laughs> he's, um, no, I, I think Liverpool will win the league. I, think, I don't think they've played that well. Liverpool, no. Like it's the old well, they've been grinding play, out results. Grinded it out, win, yeah. Market yeah. champions, all that nonsense. How, how many years did Man United do that with two-one victories and and, but, but and yeah. decisions going their favour for? But, but but they keep going. They've got players who are capable of magic, but I don't think they're playing as well as they played last year. Perversely, no. I, but I'm, they are just I'm grinding it out and grinding it out and grinding out. You're right. For, for there to be any kind of title race, Liverpool need to have a shocking Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd. I mean, they're getting pulled apart a bit in terms of where they're going to play their fixtures, but I just don't see it. And they've just lost Fabinho as well to the new year, but well, also they've got quite an easy run. It's the travelling that's going to get them, isn't it? You would, it it's Maybe. going to be a factor, depending Maybe. on what squads he sends where and stuff. But yeah, but I mean, if Fabinho goes out, they've still got Kaida, they've still got Henderson, they've still got Vinaldum, they've still got still got good players to play in midfield. Oxlade Chamberlain, yeah, Lallana, Oxlade Chamberlain, Lallana. They're a good side. They've got top players all through the all through the pitch. Yep. Um, Everton and I might be an interesting one, though. Yep, and that's what we're going to move on to after the break. So that wraps it up for now. When we come back, we will be discussing tonight's games and as well, uh, let's have a look forward to the the massive return of Jose Mourinho to Old Trafford for the first time. But before you go, don't make uh, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so you get this podcast daily, every single day. Every one of the uh, the talking points from the Premier League, and also download our Alexa app uh, from the Amazon. So I promise we're not sponsored or paid by Amazon, but we are mentioning <laughs> them quite a lot these last couple of days. However, if you download the Amazon Alexa app, you can get all the latest team news direct to your smart speaker whenever you want it. Just search Sports Social on the Amazon Alexa store, and you can get it for free. We will be back after this. Football Social Daily Premier League updates. 
Football Social Daily Premier League updates. Hello and welcome back to the Football Social Daily podcast. Today we've got Stefan and Phil in the studio. We've just been talking about the juggernaut that is Amazon Prime and how they're taking over football and giving it back to uh, to everyone who wants it and all the rest of it. Well, don't know where that's going to go. But now we're going to focus on tonight's games and there's a few interesting ones. There's the Merseyside Derby which is always uh, interesting, even though the two teams are in polar apart, polar poles apart in terms of form, easy for me to say. And we've also got the return of Jose Mourinho to Old Trafford, which should be box office. Do we think? I think Mourinho at Old Trafford will be an interesting one mm. because I don't know how he'll play it. He's either going to play it really, really brash or he's going to play it very respectful, you know, very humble... Thank you to the fans, all that kind of carry on. And it'll be really interesting to see which Jose turns up. I, I, I think, think he'll be humble. I think he probably will be yeah. as well. I agree. But but I, part of me really wants him to, to give it the big <laughs> to give it the big give one. It, well, give it yeah, some like, of that like, to give it, like <laughs> hundreds of a crowd. Dele Alli scores a like a late winner or something and Jose like legs it. Like he did when he was at Porto, like legs it down the touchline. <laughs> after Tim Howard everyone. gets lobbed, he yeah, runs he, all the way along. And he's like absolutely loving life. Because <clears throat> I I like Mourinho with a bit of snarl and a bit of bite about him. He's been a little bit too nice since he's gone to Tottenham. Yeah, I like yeah. him. I like him better. It's because it's the early days. Yeah, he's charm offensive time, isn't it? But yeah. I like him better when he's a bit. Hopefully, a bit we'll hopefully yeah. we'll see both. Hopefully, before the game, he'll he'll talk about. He's already said yesterday he's he's not the enemy of Man United. So before the game, he'll talk about how much he enjoyed his time at the club, how much he achieved at the club. He'll tell people that he won two trophies, potentially three if you include the Charity Shield. <laughs> he'll tell people that, and that'll feel okay. Yeah. But hopefully, as soon as the game starts, I want him to be a bit cocky on the touchline. I want him to be animated, talking to players. Um, and hopefully, it'll make it a good tie. If I was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I'd be gutted that Mourinho's coming this week because it highlights the fact that <laughs> Mourinho's won three out of three games very quickly and they've scored, what, 11, 12 goals in that time where United look horrible. So yeah. it highlights it for him. The thing, do you remember last time Last time Mourinho went back to Old Trafford, he was a pundit with Sky, wasn't he? And he got nothing but cheers and, and respect from the same fan base that were hounding him pretty much bang on a year ago it was when he got sacked. Yeah. So... The mood has sort of calmed towards him, hasn't it? Because it got vitriolic towards the end. Everybody you, hated each other. Do you think that United fans have realised now that Mourinho wasn't actually so bad and I he think, was doing his best with a really I bad think bunch. time heals. And looking at how bad the Man United squad seems to be now, the fact that pra- practically that squad finished second in the Premier League and won the Europa League is mental. I, I think that Manchester United fans have realised the club is broken at a level beyond first-team management. Yeah. Broken's probably not the right word, but certainly... Fractured. Not, not firing. Not firing in all sides. Pulling in different directions, yeah. a lot and, of them, yeah. And it's a similar situation with what's happening at Arsenal at the minute, I think. Because if you look at like Arsenal's sort of board and, and how they're, they're set up at the moment, they're not set up for success either. They're pulling in three or four different directions. Yeah. If you're going to go with the director of football model and, and have a manager in, in that, they all have to be like... Absolutely linear in their thinking, and they're all going in the same direction. Because if you're not, you're just going to end up with problems of guys like like the problems facing Arsenal, Arsenal at the moment. Is it still a discussion at Man United of having a director of football? Because it was spoken about a lot in the summer, and now it's just completely yeah, off the record. It I think seems it's more to... of a discussion that occurs in podcasts and in the press. <laughs> <laughs> it probably occurs in Old Trafford. Like Ed Woodward's like, no, 
so it so, seems to have died out, doesn't it? So does Mourinho get reunited with his apartment room complex at the at the hotel, the Lowry Hotel? Yeah, I wonder tonight. where Spurs are staying tonight. Yeah, he's, that, that, he's got a lot of loyalty points to you, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's probably still got his room. Probably still yeah. paying for his room up there. Um, would it be? I put this on on social media um, a couple of days ago. Would it be absolute peak? Premier League if Jose Mourinho returned to Man United and handed Man United the defeat that made them sack his successor Solskjaer I think and appoint his predecessor Pochettino the amount oh yeah (laughs) the The, circle is complete the amount of irony and the yeah the whole circle just comes round doesn't it If if that happens and it's genuinely not that that could happen. Crazy to think that. I think that's why. I think he'll get he'll he'll probably get the derby on 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 Saturday, but oh, still uh, maybe that's maybe peak a drama before the derby. Just just to really g oh. up the players with whoever comes in. But that's what makes football so good, isn't it? Like, yeah. I'm a scriptwriter by by profession, and I couldn't have written that script. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is it is very. Uh, and the circle is now complete. Oh, Pochettino's going to be a very interested observer tonight, isn't he? Oh, with a glass of Malbec sat on his couch going, <laughs> yeah, all, all the best, Ollie. See how that goes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like you've got to be stressed if you're only going to Solskjaer tonight and knowing that if you lose tonight and if you still hang on to your job until the weekend and you lose at the weekend as well uh, in a derby, oh, it's painful, isn't it? That, surely that's got to be end. But he'll never not be a Man United legend. He'll always yeah. be a Man United legend. He'll always have that goal, and that trophy, in, in that a record. Way, yeah. Is it not better that if it does go wrong, that it's done quickly and they can kind of sweep that under the carpet and he can come back as a club legend, as a player, and his time as a manager, let's just kind of forget about it. Pochettino is the guy that they probably wanted in two years ago anyway. So yeah, he can make that happen. As, yeah. as we've said all along, I think he's perfect for them. Another interesting dynamic about tonight is we're talking about managers under pressure going into derbies. Mark Silva is right yep. up against it. Yep, well, we're going to move on to that now. So let's go. Marco Silva, what are we saying? Can Liverpool put the nail in his coffin? I think it's hard to to say that when you're facing as li- this Liverpool as good as they are. I think you're but if they get hammered... Tonight, if they get hammered, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think if they, if it's like 2-1 Liverpool and they're competitive, I think you'll probably live to fight another day. Yeah. I, I can't decide whether Marco Silva's like a football savant genius or just a myth. <laughs> because I've seen him I've seen him manage sides that have been absolutely excellent mm. and been tactically set up sensationally I saw him do an absolute when he was at Watford I saw him do an absolute number on Benitez at Newcastle brilliant they were absolutely outstanding then I've been at Everton and watched them be really really good but equally I've watched them be awful his record at Olympiacos was sensational he's done good jobs in patches where he's gone but equally, I've watched them be like... He did a kind of job at Hull, actually. Mm. But like I've watched them be rubbish. And I've watched them be rubbish for a while. And again, it come, is this Marco Silva? Or is it how is it Everton's transfer policy? Are they getting in the wrong players? I think it's quite clear he doesn't like Moise Keane. Mm. He doesn't fancy Moise Keane at all. But don't think he's made a start yet. Yeah, and we're into December. And like yeah. it's a £35 million striker. And you're yeah. going... And he so promised. Like, he so promised. Banging it in the back of the net. Yeah. Well. He promised seven that. goals as well. They could really do with that. <laughs> I will score seven goals. I will season. score seven goals. Well, if Scotland tonight, mate, you might save Marco Silva's <laughs> job. Imagine that if I came to you at the start of the year, Phil, and said, "I will get fifty percent this year." Champion. <laughs> 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 Happy days. But um, no, I, I, I don't think he's long for this world. Anyway, I think it's going to be interesting to see 
who Everton could get, and I think that's probably what's putting them off pulling the trigger. Because Who's out are there? Everton a big club or not? In the current Premier League landscape, I think Everton are a big football in club. In terms of spending, yeah. In terms of the stadium plans, yeah. In terms of the performance, they're miles it's, off. I, I think miles Everton are a big off. football club, but are they that attractive a job at the minute? No. To work under a director of football, to work who who might not give you what you want. Who yeah. who who could who who are Everton if they get rid of Marcus Silva, who are they who are they shopping in the market for? It's Moyes, isn't it? Moyes has been linked. Never say it, but it's Moisey. Moisey. Give it Moisey to the end of the season. That'd be, that'd be so painful. What a painful story that would be for we, all we, Everton fans. We were talking, we, we just mentioned there, didn't we, about uh, the Man United job going full circle. Yeah. And in the space of what, like three months or something like that, Moyes and Everton is a full circle <laughs> over the space of about 20 years. What, seven seven years now? 2013 he left? Yeah. Wow. Do you know, do you know, do you know think they could get Some circles Moyes? are bigger than others. They could get Sean Dyche, what, what, but again, what, 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 Rafa, is he attractive, Sean Dyche? Well, Rafa, I don't think he would ever go to Liverpool. Rafa's apparently got a, a 20 million uh, buyout for any club, which apparently is a world record at uh, China. Yeah, at, I mean, uh, Guangdong Luneng. Or Rafa's, Rafa's definitely putting himself out there, isn't he? Because he's done a lot of interviews in the UK press recently. He's working for the Athletic to keep, yeah. to keep in the... He's uh, putting himself out there a bit. In the it window. wouldn't massively surprise me if he ended up at Arsenal or at Everton. Mm. Going going back to Marco Silva quickly. Go on. Are we that surprised that it's gone wrong at Everton, right? He did a good job at Hull. He did a good job at Watford. And uh, where was where else was he? Olympiacos, right? Mm. But he's never had the serious amounts of money to spend that he has had over over his time at Everton. Yeah. Like, hundreds of millions has he spent on, at Everton? Hang on, Has it's, he spent it, though? That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Is, 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 is it him? Money spent for him at Everton. Well, is, is, it, it him? is he a head coach then? So he, he gets no he gets no shout in the transfer market at I, all. I, I, don't, I honestly don't know, but I know they've got a director of football in Marcel Brands who... He's very good, to be who, fair. Well, it has an excellent Oh, has a record, yeah. And, and I know he's... Based, I think he calls the shots for, with regard to transfer policy. But what I'm saying is, is this a step up in kind of level almost with arguing about how big Everton really is? Is it a kind of a step up in level from Watford, from Hull? I don't and he's not been able to isn't. manage that. I think it's absolutely a step up from Watford and Hull. But so maybe we just know what his level as a manager is now. Maybe. So we shouldn't really be that surprised that this, this, this <laughs> might not have worked that well. I, I kind of see where you're going because I kind of feel the same way about Allardyce. Yeah, the, yes, if yeah. You, if you're in a bargain basement mm. and you look like so, if you look at his transfer record, at however of the last many clubs he's managed, when he shopped at a bargain basement level, when he's talking about buying guys on the cheap, he's usually bought guys who do really solid jobs for you. Mm. But when he's bought more expensive players, they've tended not to be very good. <laughs> and there's and his, his transfer records pretty much since he left Bolton is littered with expensive flops. And really strong, astute, cheap bargains. Cheap bargains, yeah. like he filled that Bolton side with Jokaev yeah. and Okocha, and I know we like we sort of mo- mock them a little bit, but they were genuinely good players. Yeah, Ivan Campo players, was fantastic. They, they were on sensationally high wages. Though. Oh yeah, he nearly for, broke, yeah, yeah, Bolton. He broke Bolton. Well, I mean, well, probably look at them now. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at like, if you look at like, you know, who he brought in at Palace generally, brought in Mikhailovic for like eleven million quid. He bought in um, Sacco on loan. Non-expensive, proper players who did really well for did, them. Did he bring in Andy Carroll at West Ham, or was that somebody else? I think he might have brought in Andy Carroll at West Ham. Yeah, so that's well, that's quite expensive. Yeah, yeah it's an enormously yeah. expensive buy that was that they ended up giving away for free. Yeah. But like, if you look at his record at Newcastle, when he spent like money on Abdullah Fai, 
Habib Bay, they were like £2 million purchase at the time, really good. But when he went into the, the higher end of the market, he bought Alan Smith for £7 million. He bought, you know, who was and put him on a 60 grand a week contract. And he was garbage. He was totally garbage. It wasn't his fault that he was garbage. And he, he never gave less than 100%, but he was garbage. The fact remains he was crap. Yeah. So I think I think maybe with Silver, to sort of to return to the original point, I think maybe he's just astute at identifying limited players and putting them into a system that, that's solid. But when you're asking him to be more expansive and more expressive, he's struggling. Or maybe it's just a human thing and he's struggling to relate to better players mm. who earn more money. That that could be the other factor as well. If you if you're at Fulham, if you're at not Fulham, if you're at Watford, sorry, if you're at Hull, those guys are on good money, but it's not it's not money where they can turn around and tell the manager to do one. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a disciplined hierarchy in those sort of clubs, and you see that all the way down the leagues. But when you get the the new, you know, the super re, super rich in the Premier League, the top ten, whatever. If you're if you're Theo Walcott, on 120 grand a week at Everton. You can tell Marcus Silva where to go because they're not going to be able to offload you. Yeah. If if, if it becomes at that level, at that point, there's like a tipping point, isn't it, in the balance of power, and it all almost always resides with the players at the top end of the game now. Yeah. Because the manager's easier to replace. Yep. And the managers cost a lot less to replace as well. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we've also got some other games tonight. We've got um, one, two, three, four. We've got six in total. We already talked about two of them. Uh, we've got Leicester at Watford. Sorry, Leicester, Leicester at home to Watford. Sorry, you have to say home win. Are we are we are we unanimous? A home win? No, no manager for Watford. Yeah, put your bets on Vardy to nick a goal from somewhere yeah. in the penalty box. Hayden Hayden Mullins is the manager at Watford at the minute and caretaker charge. I, I, I haven't even got on how bonkers that is. Crazy, isn't it? To appoint a, a guy you've already sacked and then sack him again after eight games. <laughs> that is that is that could be a showing of itself. How the Potters go about the business because that's legit. Yeah. I think it just reaffirms that a lot of owners don't know what they want and maybe maybe just panicking a little bit. Going with I, that just, think, I yeah. just think that basket case Well, is... Chris Hewton's uh, been the he's a heavy favourite for the job, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not inspiring appointment, is it? But no. he's a decent man. Uh, like what I love about Chris Hewton is everyone's like he's a football man, he's a gentleman, <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah, he's a lovely bloke. Is yeah. he a great football manager? I'm I think he did a canny job at Newcastle. I think he did he's done okay wherever he's gone without ever doing really, really, really well. Mm. Um, but he's a decent bloke, he's a football man. So he kind of he kind of escapes real scrutiny about his record. Like, to, towards the end of Brighton, they were diabolical. And he sort of escapes scrutiny for that because he's a nice bloke. Is that almost a team like Watford saying, you know what, if we get relegated, let's get our manager who will be happy and comfortable and knows the championship. If, Do you know what, if, if they, they get, get relegated, relegated they'll, they'll sack him. They'll and chop you know him, yeah. they'll get? They'll get Slavisa Jukanovic. I was just about to say that as well. They'll, they'll get, go, they'll go they'll, back. They're, another one going full circle. Go Everyone just goes around in circles. They'll go back and get Slavisa Jukanovic because he's brilliantly playing really attacking football to get sides out of the championship. But you put him in a Premier League with not a great side and he'll just get absolutely destroyed because he's so open. <laughs> Uh, another one we've got uh, another six pointer we've got Southampton versus Norwich that seems pretty tight Norwich are playing pretty well uh, Southampton have picked up a, re- a result against yeah, they I'll, beat Watford at the weekend I'll be honest with you Mally that is a game that I will not be watching um, <laughs> so yeah good on them whatever <laughs> I love your I honesty actually, I love I your honesty Stefan this would be quite a good game to watch because it'll be two sides yeah there'll be goals in it yeah, two, it's like, two sides you can't defend you like going forward Uh It'll be tight, like I, yeah. I don't. I don't think there's anything in it. I think they're both not very good. Quality will be down, but competitiveness should be up. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say a narrow home win, settled by a Ward Prowse set piece. 
Oh, Ooh, that's very, very specific. Very specific. I like, that. I like that though. Just like the last game, then really? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you pick one on the top corner. I'm saying like might be a corner penalty. Might be a penalty. Might be like a whipped in free kick that someone who plays for Southampton who because uh, they're all nondescript nobodies. Uh, let's say <laughs> let's say someone. Who plays well, who, who's um, Redmond? Nathan from Redmond. Birmingham. Uh, Chairdens. Oh, Chairdens. He's come to nothing this year, sadly. Yeah. Um, Nathan, Nathan Redmond probably is going to score from some sort of ward prowess piece. Do you know what? While we're making, we're all just going off ones and like this, so I'm, I'll chuck my hat in the ring. I'm going to say Danny Ings will score. <laughs> How did I forget about Danny Ings? Danny Ings will score because Norwich try and play it round at the back, and and I insist no striker in the league is better than pre- is better at pressuring defenders than Danny Ings. He's rather toothless when he gets it sometimes. But he will put pressure on the on the defence. You you you've been uh, influenced there by the guru from yesterday. The guru. The guru uh, said that Danny Ings is a player to get in your fantasy team. So and he's not in mine. So that just proves he will score if he's not in my fantasy team. Uh, last one that we haven't discussed um, looks relatively decent actually. Wolves at home to West Ham. Mm, I say win. decent as in like I don't know who's going to win. Home win. I wish West Ham could decide whether they. Want to turn up and play football or not, mate? They've had that. They've had that worry for twenty-five years now. It's, you it's, can never predict what West Ham are going to do, is, can they? Who predicted them to go to Chelsea and get a result? That, it's mental. <laughs> no, home win. Here's another bold prediction: the West Ham goalkeeper will make a mistake. David Martin. David Martin will make a mistake. I don't wish it on him because he <laughs> I hope you like don't listen to bloke. this podcast. I'm confident I... that I'm on solid ground that he might not be listening <laughs> before, before tonight's game. Yeah, but, um, he's one of the twelve people who aren't aren't listening. There's twelve people <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> but um, David Martin's not one of them. But he's um I, I think David Martin will make a mistake tonight. And cost West Ham a goal. I think there's too I much agree. emotion wrapped up in his performance last Saturday. I think everyone sort of got on the bandwagon with it and Mother Football will massively bite him on the arse. Because the reality is he at the start of the season he was third choice behind Fabianski, who's not terrible, and Roberto who is terrible. Yeah. So law of averages says, like a little bit when you you know when your keeper comes in sub keeper and he plays on adrenaline for the first game, yeah, and he's brilliant, and he saves everything. Well, he made then, a, he made a mistake in this Chelsea game as well. Yeah, well, reality bites, and he will make a he will make a rig tonight and cost West Ham a goal. Wolves to win two 0 Wolves to win two 0 Um, one of the things that I was baffled by, um, there's only one team in the league that has lost fewer games this season than Wolves. That's Liverpool. They've lost. Man City have lost two. Wolves have lost two, and they've. I think they've drawn eight. So they're the draw specialists. Yes, because they started off the season. I think they got five straight draws at the at the start of the season, and then they lost a couple. So then they were right down the bottom. But I was looking at the table yesterday. They've lost two games, Wolves. So even though they might not have been brilliant at the start, they they were still hard to beat. They after the weekend they were fifth. Fifth. All right. So I think they've after last night's games they've probably gone down to about sixth or seventh. Hate Wolves. You, you hate wolves. I hate wolves. I hate that they're this like nothing institution, really. <laughs> had enormous, enormous financial investment and disgustingly close relations with George Mendes. That the, is a slightly dodgy. Yeah. It, I just, I just think that it's just soulless. It's they're just a corporation now. They're not even a football club anymore, and all the fans just don't see it. That at some point it's going to blow up spectacularly in their face. I, I just, I. It, it comes undoubtedly from jealousy. By the way, I'm not. I'm totally yeah. prepared to say that. I hate the fact that someone looked at Foson and went, "They're a better investment than Newcastle United," <laughs> because clearly that's not the case. <laughs> they were cheaper. It's, it's, it's just mind-boggling that you would. 
I can only assume no one had been to Wolverhampton when that purchase was authorised. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest with you, I don't really know where Wolverhampton is. I know it's in the Midlands somewhere. Oh my God. It's too good really that we're not, a, we're not a geography get to the podcast. Of Helen, turn right. <laughs> right, and then you're there. And wow. then you're there. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, on the on that uh, little vitriolic point sure, at the end of everyone hate wolves. If you want to uh, if you want to send Phil some abuse, just uh, Why do you think I'm not on Twitter, Phil. I'd just, just, just stay away him. from it. Just get him on Twitter at love the turret, isn't it? And uh, why is it that, by the way? I'm I'm going to really annoy Niall, by the way, because he's been trying, dying to ask this question for months on this podcast. What is the reasoning behind at it, love the turret? Is it something to do with cricket? It's something to do with cricket. Yeah, it's, right. it's the nickname of my cricket club. Is that it? The turret, the turret of the, the club. All oh, right. So you just you love the turret, don't you? Yeah. Right. That's that's settled then. Right. Yeah. That wraps us up. Uh, that's another edition of Football Social Daily done. We'll be back again same time, same place tomorrow. Make sure you hit subscribe, and you'll get every podcast in your inbox wherever you get the Maycast, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get them. It will be there same time, same place tomorrow. We'll see you then. Football Social Daily Premier League updates. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.